0: Hello, you're listening to Film Graves. Yeah, it's going, yeah? Great. Oh, fuck's sake, that's us getting arrested for putting uh, (laughs) shotters in our top 10. Hello, you're listening to Film Graves. I'm Emmett. I'm Sam. We're from the rock and roll band Phil Graves and it's uh, Christmas has come early for us this year. (laughs) It's Christmas for the South Bank. (laughs) We've got a World Cup and we've got the Sight and Sound poll. Going on at the same time. Crazy days. Don't know about you, I'm going to the Tulsa day during the World Cup final. I hope,
1: <laughs> is that what it
0: is? Yeah, I hope England are not in it. Or I hope they are.
1: Not so bad from Iran, I think it's fair to say. For the for the World bad. Cup.
0: Better than, I think they had as
1: many films as England did. More in the director's poll. Mm. Yeah, I guess there's two polls to talk about then, aren't there? Yeah. So it's the... Dickennial? Is that the word? Dick Dickennial. <laughs> Yeah, sure. It's certainly not the dick annual one this time. Um, but yeah, every 10 years, both for critics and directors poll. The number of participants in these polls seemingly doubles each each decade, I suppose. Um, maybe next time. You sound like someone um, in the House of
0: Lords. <laughs> maybe next time we'll be voting for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Phil Graves himself will have a ballot. So for directors, they seem to have polled every director who's like had a film reviewed in Sight and Sound. Mm. And critics... They polled like two thousand critics or something like that.
1: Sixteen hundred, yeah, okay, 1600. which is still loads compared to the eight hundred and forty-six the time before. This obviously has a huge bearing on the list, the canon, um, yes. the canon more than exactly. the four critics I read. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> I mean, there are loads of factors that have shaped this new list mm. since twenty twelve, when um, like the digital landscape was like completely different. Um, and the ways that people consumed the films was completely different. This, this when last the did first, you first one since streaming. Yeah, when did you first get a movie account? I think for me yeah. it was like 2014, maybe? It was quite early, yeah. I think. You know, that has shaped the films that people see like so significantly and stuff like Criterion Channel, we don't actually have that in this country unless you set up with a VPN. Or so the thing. Labour Party want to make VPNs illegal now. Did you see that today?
0: Nah. When Netflix came out... They had Bicycle Thieves and Escape from Alcatraz as the only sort of classic films on there for the first couple of years. Bicycle Thieves was the first number one, and it's now like 35 or something like that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. A lot of, there's going to be a lot of this today, but I think there's a lot to celebrate. Where were you when you
1: read the poll? Did you have a 9 11 moment? Um, I think I've been like going around charity shops in Finsbury Park, and I was, yeah, on the street. <laughs> nice. It's pretty classic. <laughs> Pacing around, like... I was on the overground. I felt like I was
0: in uh, the band, the Kaiser Chiefs, because I was just going... Ooh. As I was growing up, <laughs> it was it was fire. I was cracking
1: yeah. up. For someone so near the Arsenal Stadium and a self-proclaimed gunner, you know? Not a big fan of cannons in general, really. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I was, like, revisiting some, like, Jonathan Rosenbaum, um like, around this. He's, like, you know, I guess one of our, like patron saint critics sure and like he's you know, famously wrote like a thousand film like sort of alternative canon that like tried to open things up more as well as like honoring american classics so that one was in response
0: to the afi when they did their list in the in the late 90s which had zero foreign films. yeah this is it they had i think lawrence of arabia was on there which is not on the site and sound yeah, he was very incensed by that, but his list is fucking crazy, you know? Mm. I, I mean, The Sunshines bright is not on this list. <laughs> Let's start at the top. Jean Dielman, K de Commerce, 1080, Rue, Bruxelles is number one. Um, a huge thing to celebrate for us as fans of slow cinema. Because mm. St. Tango would never get number one. No. Out 1 would never get number one.
1: I think this is, I mean, one of the two reasons why it appeared on people's lists yeah. as a, you know, key representation of slow cinema. Yeah. And as a film by... Shanto Ackerman, you know, one of the most influential woman filmmakers. Like um, Certainly.
0: It was like, I think it was in the top 30 in the last list. This isn't going to be too much of like a money ball episode.
1: I really want to read this quote from the 2012 poll. I think Peter Matthews. When Vertigo um, took the place of number one, uh, like overtaking Citizen Kane, which like you know been holding it down for a long time. The accession of Vertigo is hardly in the nature of a acute attack. Tying for eleventh place in 1972, Hitchcock's masterpiece steadily inched up the pole over the next three decades, and by 2002, was clearly the heir apparent. Still, even ardent Welsians should feel gratified at the modest revolution, if only for the proof that film canons, and the versions of history they legitimate, are not completely fossilised. I think, like, people champion Vertigo, like, in this, like, extremely niche context as, like, a, yeah, a challenge to, like, a 1940s favourite, even though, in relation to, like, 20th century film history, it's still an incredibly, like, conservative choice. Well, certainly. I
0: think it is, it represents, like, a victory for, like, it's, like, all the Kanean critics are going to vote for Vertigo, and that's Mm -hmm. a fucking lot of people, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it is a victory for O'Tourism and sort of filmmakers who got to actually express themselves, I guess. I I don't think Photogo is the greatest film ever made. I think it's probably the most unstable film ever made, which is why it's probably worth revisiting and why all the people who voted for it have seen it probably like a hundred times. Mohol mm. and Drive is going to take a similar place in this. I mean, Mohol and
1: Drive is eighth. Yeah, in these Lucanians are so predictable, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What else have we got? Let's talk more about Jan Dielman because oh, you haven't seen it, right? No, nah, I haven't seen it yeah. Well, you know, News from Home by Chantel Ackerman is in the top 50 as well. A new yeah. entry, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, which is a really cool film. So, that... cinema? Mm. T- or... It, it sounds like Nikas or something. Yeah, the yeah. But it's like sort of static shots of just like sort of a realer film of like a street in New York. And mm-hmm. it's her like reading the letters she's writing to her mum because she really misses yeah. her mum. I mean, a lot of her films are about her relationship with her mum. Her last film, No Home Movie, which was booed at its premiere. You know, that's... Very, very sad film. Really worth watching. But, I mean, Shanta Ackerman was a very controversial figure. Like She was definitely not the most universally beloved filmmaker of her time or whatever. So, it's a you know, having, she killed herself like six years ago or uh, whatever, and now her film is the greatest film yeah. of all time. It's amazing, like Jack was saying, they'll probably, like, you know, recreate the flat as, like, a museum and stuff like this. And it's, like, huge news for Belgian film. The Dardens, all our other favourite Belgian films. <laughs> uh, soul Wax made a film a few years ago. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Lucas Dont makes films. Uh, Marholland Drive and Beau Travay and mm-hmm. In the Mood
1: for Love are big sort of entries into the top ten. The other ones are more in the sort of Thai West canon. You know? The black midi. Um, I want to see Pearl. Yeah, no, so do I. We're oh no, just like people world. were ragging on his list because it's like this AFI style Canon, you know, yeah, sure, alluded all to earlier, makers. like, from even before the 80s, I think. Yeah. Like but if yeah. you look at the fucking latest Empire list or whatever, it would be like that,
0: but with a couple of, like, Avengers and Lord of the Oh, <laughs> my God.
1: Who I mean, knows? Maybe Jeanne Dillman will top that one as well. You want to bet? Certainly not. Claire Denis is an interesting one.
0: That's our only film in the top 100. I think for a filmmaker who's got so many bangers, it's interesting that people have backed around that one, which is an amazing film. It's an adaptation of Billy Budd, but it's got Rhythm of the Night by Corona at the end.
1: One of my um, first responses to this list, talking to you, mm. or like first memories of how you received it, was you laughing at it being so high in the list just because of the sort of absurdity of... I don't even know why. Maybe you were laughing like with glee. I think you were like, it's the sixth best film of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sure.
0: I like uh, Friday Night. No word from Claire Denis or from Juan No word from uh, Celine Sciamma, since it is such a good poll for French women filmmakers or Belgian women filmmakers, if not women filmmakers the world over. I kind of would have predicted that maybe Cléo from Five to Seven, despite Cléo One, Two, Three, and Four not being big
1: hits with the uh, critics, I thought that might have been the one that would go to the top, to the very top. Yeah. Again, that's like a streaming darling, isn't it? But it's got a bit of a Goddard short in it. Interestingly, that's true. (laughs) Vagabond by Agnes Varda
0: is higher than Cleo or The Gleaners and Eye in the director's poll. The Gleaners and Eye, I don't know what that's doing in the Top 100. That's a really crazy pick. A lovely film. That's a
1: documentary, right? Yeah, it's it's like a sort of EBC4 documentary. (laughs) It's good. I love it. I've seen it loads of times. Um, To pick up on something else about like sort of modern films, you Mm. know, what you're saying about these like sort of living auteurs that have like come out like triumphant alongside like Hitchcock and Mm. above Murnau or whatever. There are loads of films from like the last decade, recent decades, um, which again is like a sort of reflection of changing tastes maybe and like our readiness to really like elevate new works sure um which i think is always a thing i mean you think about like l'aventura
0: was number two the year after it came out in this poll and bicycle thieves number one like the year it came out i think (laughs) 1517s paris is not it's gonna yeah it's gonna find its way in there. yeah 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 definitely yeah in 10 years yeah so the four films from the last decade are parasite get out moonlight and Portrait of a Lady on Fire, yeah, exactly. In that order, I suspect Portrait of a Lady on Fire, as well as being a sort of quiet revolution in cinema for a lot of people, it was also the last film a lot of people saw in the cinema. Yeah. Certainly was, I think, my second last. My last was Back Around. My
1: was Vitalina Varela. Yeah. <laughs> I under- I see that? where you're
0: going with this though. Yeah. Um, and it's a knockout film, you know that like. I'm sure a lot of people thought it was might be
1: the last film they'd ever see in the cinema. Like it wasn't. Up, yeah. And yeah, Get Out. We're gonna talk about Nope on our next episode, I think. Um, But I think Get Out is a classic for sure, as like a genre film. Like there is a lot of genre cinema on this list.
0: It's a massive victory for Jordan Peele, considering like Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist and like the classic horror films that he's influenced by are not on this list. Get Out is a classic and you know, for a film that's produced by like Blumhouse, one of the sort of least respected film organizations, by Sight in Tower Magazine. It's a huge
1: testament to Jordan Peele's creative power, I think. Yeah. I love Note. Yeah. Oh, spoilers. Maybe in 10 years, <laughs> yeah. it'll be on my ballot. Another thing I thought was notable was that I think there are just two animated films on this list. And they're a tie. Exactly. <laughs> or they're next to each other. I don't think they're actually... Mm. Well, it's Spirited Away and My Neighbor's, my neighbor's Um Can't argue with that, really. Yeah. I'm glad Although, Princess Mononoke in the, that film so like, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we it saw in been. a film, um, The Deer King, at Screening Days a while ago, which was like, if you don't like Princess Mononoke, this was like the sort of even more like eco-fascist version of <laughs> But yeah, I don't think either of these are as good as um, The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Right, sure. Which is um, not by it's by Takahata exactly yeah. but yeah I mean I think that's it I oh I know no Wally or whatever Popeye versus Sinbad the sailor I don't know that is interesting
0: I guess considering institutionally how much more seriously it's been taken as an art form in the last sort of 10 years by like there being an establishment of like best animated film at,
1: exactly yeah, the Oscars yeah. and stuff like that although if we think about the role of distributors in this it's Disney or whatever so. yeah sure. um, I mean the BFI program is full of animated stuff all year round all the time mm. did we mention that all of these films are going to be shown at the BFI over the next like three months oh yeah it's
0: true and looking at did we mention that they made the BFI program portrait instead of landscape
1: uh, <laughs> you were like I got a bunch of the final <laughs> <landscape.">
0: <laughs> with Fanny Alexander. yeah it's cool so up to they're showing up to Tukibuki which is like number 66 I think in January what is funny is that Meshes of the Afternoon and Jeanne Dielman are screening in January, but they're part of the Mark Jenkins' Ennis Men Associated Program. They also have a screening of World of Glory, film Gray's favourite.
1: Gonna have to go and see that. That's with Dagger Types. Yeah. World of Glory. Go to it. Uh, Yeah, I, people need to see that film. There's one um, short film in the list. Meshes of the Afternoon. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. It's like 15th or something as well. Yeah, it is, yeah. I Again, all- I appreciate its historical significance. Yeah both being a sort of one
0: of these great sort of films made in America by an emigre in the 1940s. Part of like, I don't know, we listen to our episodes on films from the twenties, like it's not the birth of any sort of experimental film, but it is like, if you got got and Drive so high, it makes sense to have Mesh of the Ops. I remember you hated Atland when we watched it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, we're not going to do our list yet, but like, I think Europa by the Temersons sure. is a, more profound work of art which ticks the same boxes if that's how the list is being constructed we haven't really spoken much about list construction and like the criteria that the participants are given it's like the greatest film but like mm. how their sort of relation to the film factors in i guess some people are like oh like this is my favorite musical This is my favorite western this is whatever yeah and then other ones are like these films i think people should discover yeah. Even if they don't think that, like, really their favourite film is The Lion King or whatever, like, they're going to put...
0: Not if they're S.S. Rajamouli,
1: <laughs> Oh, my God. The director
0: of RRR, <laughs> who's got, like, Aladdin and... Yeah, like, let me find... It. I've got it right here. Big omissions. The Zapruder tape? <laughs> is not in there. Mine Arsch is not in there, but I'm sure that Ruben Arsch... You know, the German guy, who, like, jumps on the frozen swimming pool. I don't know There's always going to be Emissions And Emissions of What the fuck (laughs) When Great new movies Are in the list And weird old movies Are in the list
1: Yeah For sure But I mean They're all good Top of the directors poll Is 2001 A Space Odyssey By Stanley Kubrick That's a real Like sort of Rep cinema favourite Yeah I would say I saw it In a rep screening For sure At some point yeah, um, and it's always being reissued and like shown on prints as well. Yeah, um, and as like a feat of filmmaking, it's quite undeniable. I think. Best film of all time? Hell no, man! You think I, I would never go <laughs> to a, a 2001 rep screening? I don't think. Well, I think we went together potentially. Like it, this was like ten years ago. <sighs> I was so much <laughs> older then. I'm younger than that now. I don't think Kubrick would touch your top ten. Hell or, no, or top twenty. He's
0: got to go, man. Yeah. Like. I'm really happy Eight and a half has has like dropped out. There's no Quentin Tarantino, but Coover, yeah, he's good. Cool. All right, Barry Lyndon was the, his second highest place film. Mm. Good film.
1: Was I Wide Shut in there? No.
0: Let's talk about the real ones. Intolerance is gone. I never yeah. liked it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nanook of the North is gone. Which I watched the other day and one of the most amazing films I've ever seen. Yeah, I
1: think that's a 1922 offering. Yeah. Um, So we will be talking about that soon as well. Um, But in terms of documentary, the the highest placed documentaries
0: are The Man with a Movie Camera at number 10. (laughs) Number
1: nine. Number nine. Cool. Because people people feel like they have to
0: vote for it, I assume. Or people
1: love The Man with a Movie Camera. Yeah, they fucking love Kino (laughs) Pravda. Sure. I don't know. Where's Battleship Champion? 54. Wild. But then, I guess the things that Man with a Movie
0: Camera is trying to tell you. Can appeal to anyone? Whatever your politics. Sure. Put the camera upside down. It's mad. Wow. Close Up by Abbas Kiarostami is number 17.
1: Is that a documentary? Are
0: we going for it? a, mm. a it there? Mm. It's a reconstruction. <laughs> it's a creative reconstruction. That's I'm... also quite high in the director's poll for obvious reasons, I think. Come 2032, I think will be number one. After we've had 11 series of the rehearsal and everyone has had that experience watching that movie. Sort of similar to my experience of reading the
1: pulp. Just being like, whoa. Are there more documentaries you want to talk about? Not really. I don't really like documentaries. <laughs> well, let's talk about the silent era. Yeah, I think there are around 10 or 11 silent films, maybe nine from the silent era. And I think those nine also include Modern Times yeah, and, and City, light. city Lights yeah, sure. which is sort of debatable and yeah like messed of the Afternoon and Le Jeté, uh, like silent films but avant-garde um, like Le Jeté
0: is a still film there's no there's no yeah. cinema yeah. in it um, it's not a movie it's a, it's a slideshow I love Le Jeté I'm, I'm, oh, it's sick yeah. that Chris Marker has no. Sansomare yeah. And, his um, old adversary, Alan Renee is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is with last
1: year, Marry and Bad and Hiroshima Mon Um Playtime is in there, um, hey. which is another one, which, um, again, I was going to compare it as like a sort of non-silent silent film. Yeah, good point. In there. Yeah. But um, in terms of actual silent era ones, the general 95 joined with like Get Out and Black Girl and um, a bunch of other... Interesting, Interesting that Birth of a Nation's fallen out, but
0: you know, there is still some sort of unreconstructed uh, <laughs> confederate. confederate propaganda. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: The... Uh, Metropolis, mid-table. Metropolis is on at the IMAX in January. Fucking, hell. that's going to be mad. Yeah, I'm going to hit it. Um, I'm just going to quickly list these other ones: Sherlock Junior. Oh, that's a short. That's like is that's that a, a short film? Ruler? Yeah. Okay. Um, Backstreet Tempkin, City Lights, Passion of Joan of Arc, Measures of the Afternoon, Sunrise, and yeah, Man with Movie Camera. Um,
0: Sunrise if it's not Susan Kane, it should be Sunrise at number one every time they do this film mm.
1: that's my sort I of mean
0: Sunrise is still really take. high
1: um, yeah. yeah sure and um, I don't know if we're talking about like emigre filmmaker American films you know because it yeah. is like quintessentially American but it also has like so much that it synthesizes so much from the silent era of course and stuff that isn't <laughs> cinema like you know the theater of Max Reinhardt yeah. or whatever or, like, exactly painting and um, stuff so you can see why that has lasting appeal and, yeah. like, purchase on the table. Maybe if they polled
0: everyone who's got a film in this list, Sunrise would be number one. Bad bad look for the pederasts. Polanski's Chinatown, <laughs> Woody Allen, and uh, the Color of Pomegranates.
1: <laughs> Shadows of Forgotten Ancestors should be in there. Yeah, it's in a lot of cool polls. Do the Right
0: Thing is number 19. It's a great, great film. When is there going to be a time when, like, people don't think that is an amazing movie? I,
1: th- I think it's timeless. Um, is that the only Spike film in there? Yeah. No Chirac um, this time around. <laughs> <laughs> Satan Tango, the only Hungarian film, I think. Sure. Um, are you are you mad surprised by that? I think The Roundup yeah. was probably voted for quite a lot. Sure. It's probably in the top 200. It was voted maybe. for by Bella Tarr. And by Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins' list was hard, actually. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I don't think there are any, like, Polish films. And maybe no Romanian ones. Yeah, you think, like, like Ashes and Diamonds has, like, sort of been yeah. in there before. Yeah. Although I think that had only really been available on, like, shitty copies. And, like, Canal and A Generation as well. Yeah. And so many, like, if you think about stuff before that, like, Border Street and other, like, crazy Polish films from that period you can just watch them on like (laughs) shitty quality knocking on knocking on Stephen Street obviously yeah exactly where's Border Street yeah I mean these have just come out now the um, Andre Vider's War Trilogy have just come out on Second Run yeah I I saw a tweet from like New Wave films Mm -hmm. as well tagging in Second Run being like maybe next decade like more of our films will like be in there and I think that's true because like um, did you see Martin Majerus' poll yeah fuck had Love by Carolee Mack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I imagine that's probably not a result of Second Run's efforts. At no, it's a classic. About, but, like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's not, it doesn't really bear talking about
0: omissions because. You're not devastated that um, there's only three British films.
1: <laughs> what was Three too many, if you talking? ask me.
0: Um, we've got The Red Shoes, A Matter of Life and Death, and The Third, the third, and man. The third
1: man. Good movies.
0: Good movies. Yeah, I'm surprised there's no distant voices still lives. Yeah, as far as like, it's one of the best British films ever made. Yeah, so it definitely sure. qualifies to be in the top 104 films. I don't know. I think that's arguable to be honest. Films I'm glad to see still in there: Journey to Italy to watch it. From Rossellini, maybe, Rossellini. Yeah, that's his highest film. Although Rome, Open City is not in there. Mm. Is this not huge? Is Journey to Italy like a rubble film, or is it? Mm-mm, no, not really. It's like a sort of... It's a rubble film in that some of it is set in Herculaneum, and she's looking Cool. <laughs> um, but no, that is amazing. The Searchers, however. Oh, yeah. The only, High.
1: The only Ford film in the list? Yes. Again, not his best film, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> really... It's... It's, <laughs> it's a funny one, The Searchers, because, like, if we're talking, yeah... As you said about like Lacanian film critics or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's a film that has like a lot to unpack or whatever. Yeah. But so does Wagonmaster or My Darling Clementine or more underseen Ford films mm. like Pilgrimage or I don't know Free Bad Men or like Silent One. Yeah, like, sure. But I think um, all of these
0: do show up in people's polls. Yes, and it's like it. oh, sorry that your vote for the Iron Horse didn't turn into a, a runaway. <laughs> <laughs> um, no Howard Hawks. Hawks No Howard Hawks Howard Hawks I was thinking about this with I did Howard Hawks has like 20 perfect movies like you look at John Carpenter's list there are,
1: It's half his list Yeah I think the other half might be four <laughs> Great Yeah But those people wouldn't care they wouldn't want to be on this list. Yeah, for sure. This is something
0: worth yeah. recognise. The search is such an interesting one because it's it would also show up that high on, like, the Empire list. Mm. Somehow. And, you know, in a list where Get Out
1: is in there. As a Western. Yeah. And as... What, it's I the only know, what, Western on this list. Yeah. What does that say about what people think about Westerns yeah. now? Like... Oh no! Well, is uh, once, once upon a, a time, time in the West is like right at the exactly. again. These are still like very conservative Westerns. Yeah, um, and if people pick genre films which they think like respond to genres and you should look at my list then, if you want to see some good westerns on there, <laughs> um, the Wild
0: Bunch used to, <laughs> film used to be on there quite high, but is gone. Fair enough. No time for peck and pop. Have you seen the Cahiers de
1: Cinéma list from 1962? No, I can only imagine there's a lot of Howard Hawks in there. It
0: has no, but I think like Mr Arkadin is higher than Citizen Kane. Oh yeah, great. And Young Mister Lincoln is like number one. Or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we can just go. We could just keep. If you don't like this list, there's plenty of old, plenty of old lists you can go back to and look at. Sure. I'm interested in the fact that Larissa Shapitko's The Assault. Which I think is the only film I haven't seen on the director's top 100 list. I've wanted to see that and Wings for a long time. She and her husband, Elen Klimov's mm. film, Come and See, mm. is very high on there. Mm. There's more Ukrainian films. Oh, there's more films from the land of Ukraine than there are from the land of Russia. And films from the land of Russia are all made by Andrey
1: Tarkovsky. Uh, yes. Because, what, you, what have we got? Mirror, Andre Rublev. Mirror is yeah. the highest one. Oh, Stalker's in there as well, yeah. isn't it?
0: Mirror, for being completely singular, should be there. Mm. And especially when we're watching, like, The Fablemans and
1: mm. Lady Bird and yeah. The Souvenir
0: and stuff. It's always nice to come back to Mirror.
1: Like Close Up, it's not surprising to see it very high in the filmmakers' list as well. Yeah. Um, it's higher
0: in the filmmakers' list. I think it was also, like, number nine ten years ago for the director's list. Mm. It's worth saying that in the director's list last time, the upset was that Tokyo Story, which was number one, Again. Can't argue with that. Fair enough. Late spring is super high.
1: Again, big retrospective of his films. Yeah. Very recently in the UK. Um very like popular screenings as well. Rightly so. Testament to his ongoing appeal, I think. So it's not surprising to see that.
0: Oh Hazard Balthazar, which I think is the other film that's in my top ten. That's nice. in there. Is mad high. It's twenty five. What else has Bresson got in there? A Man La Escaped Jean. is like in the 90s. <laughs> and La Jean and Pickpocket are in the director's polls. Loads right. of people voted for La Jean. What do you think it is about Oazar, oh, Balthazar? Eco-criticism or whatever, mm. maybe something like that. It's the most religious film in the top 30. A Woman Under the Influence by John Cassavetes is number 19 on the director's list, and it's not in the film critics list at all. Which is really interesting. Mm. I want to see my boy Peter Falk on that list on the big screen. No,
1: Mikey and Nicky either. No, nah, but
0: I feel like that's another that's one people sort of people tend to vote for. Yeah.
1: What were you really hacks to see on here? Tropical Malady. Tropical Malady. Yeah, that is fantastic. Celine and Julie go voting. Yes, quite low, but I'm glad
0: it's in. I think that. I was really happy to see (laughs) a fucking close-up at number 70.
1: I think that was the most exciting thing. How about yourself? Yeah, Tropical Malady. Although when I was putting my list together, they're all so good, his films, but I think the form is something that people really cherish about it. It's fantastic to see it in the... Let's see it go up. Yeah. I feel like the other sort of Asian filmmakers represented in the polls Mm. are otherwise quite conservative options as well mm-hmm. talking i mean we spoke about ozu there's a few Mizuguchi films and a few kurosawa films as well um again i think that's representative of the fact that like the canon is always changing but it's like slower sure you got edward yang as, <laughs> oh shit edward yes actually and he's pretty Wong well Kawhi yes did quite well yes these but are again, arguments against what I just said. <laughs> um, they're both represented very well, and Wong is, like, right at the top as yeah, well, actually.
0: Considering both these filmmakers
1: and Ozu and Kurosawa
0: pretty much have a constant retrospective going on at the Prince Charles okay. cinema.
1: Yeah, for sure. Another thing I was sort of happy to see so high, I don't know where it was, whether it was even in there before, mm. um, Vera Hiptolova's Daisies. It was not in there at all before. Yeah, and that's at twenty eight. That means it received a lot of votes. Yeah. Um, Very hated film. Yeah. Freddy Got Fingered, however, is not... (laughs) (laughs) It's not in the list. It's the same damn movie. Uh, (laughs) Um, I think this is maybe the only Czech New Wave film represented in the list. Yeah. Which is interesting, I think. like It is from maybe the most famous film by virtue of like streaming platforms and it's like sort of gif-ability again yeah with um, that and seeing truly go voting in big
0: like tumblr movies right yeah. You know? yeah, yeah I think that factors in they're also rad awesome films yeah that so should belong in the top hundred films ever made yeah but I'm gonna shout out it's just some other faves in the director's list because that's really what I'm yeah that's, that's really it. what I have in front of me right now yeah uh, Last Sianaga by Lucretia Martel is 65 amazing in the American poll Zama would probably be in there I reckon the Mother and the Whore by Jean Eustache I think has been in every poll in the top 50 not in the critics poll still very much Sitting Pretty at number 53 see Translate tweet Mom and the Fuck is at number 53 <laughs> um, and a couple of our favourites from when we were younger men "Cachet" by Michael Haneke and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind creeping in there at the bottom of the director's poll can't really argue with that nah great movies should we take a look at some
1: some crazy choice submissions from some filmmakers that we love? Yes, please. Yeah, you've already mentioned um, Rajamouli's list. The director of RRR, <sighs> which includes Forrest Gump, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Kung Fu Panda, Apocalypto, uh-huh. Ben <laughs> Django Unchained, like
0: is uh... again with. I just couldn't stop thinking about the rehearsal. Like, what's your favorite movie? Oh, definitely Apocalypto by Mel Gibson. Olivier Assayas. What do we got? He's a man with a hard list. He's got the gospel according to Matthew, L'Argent, the leopard. I don't know who's voting for the leopard. This guy. This guy. My mother. Um, if she was voting. Napoleon, the Iron Horse, the rules of the game. Strong. Witt Stillman, a very annoying man, had an amazing list. Wagon Master, The Awful Truth, Palm Beach Story, The Shop Around the Corner. A very strange Hitchcock choice from him. <laughs>
1: Simon Lang.
0: He had Goodbye Dragon in on his poll again, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And he had uh, The Only Son,
1: which is an amazing. Early Ozu movie. Um, Mike Lee has both Songs from the Second Floor and The Death of Mr. Lazarescu on his list. Nice.
0: Great. Nice. He had Loves of a Blonde on there as well. He's a man after your own heart. Yeah, yeah sure is. Alejandro Gonzalez in Yarrity, a man I do not love. <laughs> I had You the Living as his number two. I, oh, I wish this was a video podcast just to see this guy's face. Um, well, my list is coming up as well. So <laughs> I think you know Rachel Sangari, who made Chevalier, a film I love from the last 10 years. Mm. Her list may be the sickest list. What's going on? This House is Black, Wonder, which is in the top 100 by Barbara Loden, Zama by Lucretia Martel, yeah. McCabe and Mrs. Miller by Robert Altman, who had no films in the top 100. Shower by Claude Lansman. Piero LeFou by Jean-Luc Godard. Dark Star, now we're talking, <laughs> by John Carpenter. Mikey and Nicky by Elaine May. The General by Butter Keaton.
1: And Blissfully Yours by von Put Probably uh, my least favourite Joe film. Can I read this quote from Raddy Jude's one? Yeah. <laughs> um, so he picks 365 Day Project by Jonas Mikas. And he mm. says, Mikas's project is a proto-TikTok. And shows what great potential for cinema these platforms offer. I could nominate TikTok and Instagram in their entirety for the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get it, you know, when you watch Bad Luck Banging or whatever. He's also got Frownland on there, which is cool. Crazy choice. Um Peter Green away. Let's talk about the man of the moment. My man. There was some interview
0: that he done where he's like where they asked him about his top ten, it's like, I sent in a top ten list but you wouldn't have heard of any of the filmmakers. Well He has Gladiator by Ridley Scott on his top ten. And Blade Runner by Ridley Scott. Speaking of UK sort of wavy filmmakers, Chris Petty, who made Radio on Ted 2, he's got in there. Joanna Hogg, of course she has a brilliant list. An Angel at My Table, All That Jazz and Margaret by Kenneth Lonergan,
1: making rare appearances. Kirsten Johnson, who directs, oh, the Camera Person, includes Film Grey's fave Nostalgia for the Light. Among her top ten, yeah, testament to its impeccable use of the documentary form. I think it's fair to say it's um, in camera person. No, nah, is it good? Amazing. It looks really cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not on the list, but I, um, I'm so resistant to watching films that I know I should. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't see Citizen Kane until like four years ago. Maybe. no, it was it was when Mank came out. I was like, oh, I guess I better watch this Citizen Kane movie. Ugh. <laughs> I've already seen The Simpsons episode what's the point um, <laughs> you're listening to a man who's never gonna watch Shandielman I mean no <laughs> I, will, I will watch it I'd like to go to see it a bit of fire. any more jokes ones my man Terence Davis
0: he got done dirty by the list but it's so sweet Singing in the Rain best musical ever made Kind Hearts and Coronets best comedy ever made Shane best western ever made The Pajama Game because it has Doris Day in it Young at Hot because it has Doris Day in it <laughs> Okay. I mean, there's more. Let this podcast be a big advert for Sight and Sound magazine for once. Corrieda had a hard list. Yeah, they live by night. Hangmen also die. Three bad men. Yeah. Antoine and Antoinette by Jack Beck. Okay. Aki Karas, at Castor And Lajdor. Man with a lot of doors in this film. Yeah. <laughs> and Bong Joon-ho, great troll that he is. Zodiac by David Fincher, still in the top ten. Yeah. And a lovely vote for Happy as Lazaro by Alicia Rocher, which, yeah, which I love. Our invites were lost in the post, but I had a lot of fun making mine in five minutes. Sam had no fun making his over six days or
1: whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's changed while writing the episode. Rightly so. Writing the episode. canons. if we've learned one thing, a mutable. Yes, exactly. So. What do you got? All right. Drop it.
0: Um, I, I take it it's in no particular order. Yeah,
1: exactly. All right. La Commune, Peter Watkins. Great. Diamonds of the Night. Sort of the antithesis of La Commune in many ways, but um, an amazing Czech New Wave film. Really short as well. You should watch it. American Torso. Great. My favourite Western, because it's a Western or whatever. Um, Barbara by mm. Christian Petzold. You're not the only person who voted for that.
0: Well, you didn't vote for it, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, Marie <laughs> Kreutzer who made this film, Corsage.
1: That was in her top ten. She said it's the best German film. Um, it's one of the best German films I've seen. no so, Lickspiel, which surprisingly oh didn't gosh. join the ranks of animated films in uh, the top 100. Oh, I've got freeway join here. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. Chronicle of Anna <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, nice. Yeah. That... Um, oh, the other two also Stropier films?
1: Uh, no, they're all musicals, though. <laughs> um... <laughs> Moses and Aaron didn't make it. Yeah, the jazz hand sequence in... Um, the Chronicle, it's just an astonishing bit of choreography. When the when the tap danced in Um yeah, You the Living. Oh yeah. Best film about dreams, you know, it's a goodie. Ashes purest White, although it could have been any Giushanka film, because I think they all do the same thing in an amazing way. Mm. Also very comparable to like Barbara as like she makes Neil Hoss like makes Barbara, I think, as like, right. a performer in the same way. Zhao this woman. does uh, <laughs> uh, Europa 1933 nice um, Tropical Malady bizanga by Sarah Mald- Maldor that's a sensation of yeah. this what do you got I'm going to look
0: like the biggest reactionary in the world <laughs> Singing in the Rain great like Stanley Donut Stray Dogs by Simon Lang Oh, Hazard. very conservative choice that one yeah, <laughs> it should be in there Oh, Hazard Balthazar by Robert Bresson. Meister Harmonies by Bellatar. I didn't put it in mine because... Too obvious.
1: No, because I knew it was in yours. Oh, you nice know? I knew
0: it was going to get said, yeah. <laughs> Z or Z by Costa Gavras. Playtime by Jacques Tati. Shanghai Express by Joseph von Sternberg. And I've got a little thesis antithesis here myself. I've got Wagon Master by John Ford and Johnny Guitar. By Nicholas Ray and I did rank it because I'm a cunt. Number one is Celine and Julie guy Boating <laughs> by, yeah, by Jacques Rivet. I'm really sad I didn't include Flowers for Saint Francis by Roberto Rossellini or Ninochka by Ernst Lubitsch, but they'd be like mm. joint 10 mm. with Singin' in the Rain, a nice mm. laugh at the end of it.
1: Ninochka and Barbara for me are sort of the same movie, you know, so that was a bit of a toss up. Why not? Um, that's the only list you need guys yeah I think mine will
0: be the same in 10 years I hope it is
1: I don't want to lose any of these <laughs> you know
0: what I hope Citizen Kane goes back to number one it's, it should be number one it's the best film ever everyone
1: knows that come on it's no prisoner what's the fucking wonder guy here one Mr. Orc- Arkadine <laughs> Orc- or Orc- whatever yeah. yeah I mean good film. good time. Time to time to time to time. Um <laughs> thanks for listening we'll do one of
0: these again in 10 years <laughs> sure Most of the time it's out of sight It hit me today Who gave who the right? Who took mine away? What a sight, what a sound What a way to bring people down What a way to bring me down